if you're doing blue chip, you're not hiding the human element either. Like you're filming something and there's, I don't know, a road or a fence. Just integrate that. That animal is part of a place in which there is a fence. It makes you think, right? And that's integrated. Before, you would remove that. And the stories, the stories, they, they need that human element. My backyard is full of wildlife. If you want to know where the big animals are, you have to listen to the little animals. Right now, I actually hear an alarm call. Well, a lot, though, but I just fall on tracks. Welcome to another episode of Wild Tracks. I'm here with my hostess with the mostest, Vanessa, and our good friend, Renee Araneda. Araneda. Neda. Neda. Araneda. 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 You see, Vanessa knows. Yeah, Araneda. Okay, Araneda. But isn't that the name of your company, is Nero? Yeah. Basically, I had to put a name to a company, and I just didn't know what to, like, I had to do it. So that was my nickname at school, Nido. Nido, so that's... Rene Araneda, Aranido, Nido. That's how my friends called me. Yeah. Araneda. So I've worked with Rene a lot. We've both worked with Rene a lot in the field. But Rene's here in a different capacity. He's actually a finalist judge here at Jackson Wild Summit, right? I can't talk about it, but yes. <laughs> That's, how'd you get that? I don't know. They invited me. <laughs> no, because we've been working for some years now with the people from Jackson. First of all, Jackson has always been such a good festival for, for everyone that is not from the conventional places, from the UK or from the US. So they've always been supporting people from other countries. So since my very first Jackson, they've always been helping a lot. And that means, you know, when you get a nomination, we have an accommodation for you. Sometimes in the early years, maybe you couldn't pay the ticket to come here and they will try, you know, we give you the discount or they will give you the ticket if you want to go do a panel. So they've always been very receptive to receive people from many places. And over the years, and having good friends as you guys as well, and working together with so many people from different places, eventually the idea of a festival came out, a festival in Chile. And La Dera Sur, our friends from Chile, La Dera Sur, who they're also here, they started this festival, Santiago Wild, which was uh, backed up and helped a lot by Jackson, the whole team of Jackson. Um, so they basically it was like a, how do you call it when you support it like that? Because it's not collaboration. sponsorship, collaboration. Yeah. But also just to show them like and introduce them to people, filmmakers. And from there, the next step was a lab, right? So the guys from La Dera Sur and Santiago Wild, they organized this lab in Latin America with Latin American filmmakers. And that was already building a little community. And there's a lot of people from that community here now. And I think that's why they invited me, because I'm part of that Latin American community and I'm with super successful um, and, and, and amazing other people in the final jury, which I've learned a lot. And yesterday, yeah. oh, sorry. No, I was just gonna say, I mean, I think that it, I think it's multiple things. I mean, obviously your association with the Latin America, Santiago Wild, but you've been part of the Jackson Wild family for decades. You've won some awards here. And, and just for the listeners, the Jackson Wild, and tonight's the gala, it's the award ceremony, and it, it, it's said to be the equivalent of, you know, like in, in natural history filmmaking, it's the Oscars. I mean, it's, if you win an award here, you're, it's prestigious. Very. And you know what, and, and without giving any names and spoiling what the, the winners are. I think it's very important and the jury, because you always watch it from away, right? Like the final jury make the decision. We don't really know um, who is going to win. Everyone has their own kind of gut feeling sometimes. 
but the process is so you have to take it very serious you have to watch all of the films and not one time sometimes you watch them more than once just to kind of you can change your opinion sometimes when you watch something and you watch it later you digest it better the thing is that as you say this is a very important festival it's very prestigious and for many people this is a game changing festival as well there's a lot of films from people here that they've, they don't have a commission for that film and that film is not distributed yet and it's made with a lot of effort for many years sometimes and it's something that is a breakthrough in their careers so you need to be very aware of how important it is and that's why you really need to take it serious and you can't just go and say I like this film because it's whatever it's beautiful why it's beautiful you know you need to go a little bit deeper and that's why you have people discussing about it for every category for every film and and it's a really tough um, process because honestly this is the best festival of the world for wildlife And so every film that is there and is a finalist is because of a very strong reason. And it's heartbreaking that you can only give one award to them, right? We won the special jury award, us, you remember, some years ago? Um, and I understand now the process of that special jury award. W what is behind that? Like, what is the meaning of it? And why do you get... There's so many films that sometimes they don't get an award from the main categories. And special award kind of rewards that because... You have so many good films that sometimes they go back home with nothing. And so it's really tough. It's heartbreaking. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess I'm going to go back to when you were on the panel yesterday, because I uh, went to it with them. Um, and it was really cool to see just these little shorts. Then were those coming out of the Santiago Media Lab? Yeah, they, they, they show one that is, it was this, this relation between Guanacos, that one? The yeah, Guanaco, the, the Puma, and the Southern Andean deer. Yeah. You know the name in Spanish? Wemul. yeah. That's good. Yep. Wemul. Um, that was really great. It was like a little intimate piece about these women rangers that were studying how this top predator and these two, you know, prey species could interact in one really concentrated area that used to be a logging thing. And it was, how long was that? Like five minutes. Five minutes. Five But minutes. you learned so much in five minutes. I mean, I did. Yeah. And it was all Spanish with subtitles. Um, and, I, and were those filmmakers, are they here? Those three, they're here. And they were on stage talking about it. Um, how proud they are, like, to, <laughs> to be on that stage in front of the best storytellers of the world talking about their little film that was done in lab. And the interesting thing is that for these labs that Jackson organizes in different places of the world, yes, it's film, wildlife film labs. Do you really need to be a wildlife or not even a wildlife filmmaker? Do you really need to be a filmmaker to be part of these labs? I don't think so. I think many of us, we started our careers for, from so many different places. Some of us from biology, some of us from the filmmaking side of things, some of us just being guides in a national park somewhere in the world, right? So there's so many different roads that can take you to, to a position of telling stories after learning and going through things. And in this case, these guys um, in the lab, many of them, they were not even related to, to films. Some of them, they, were, um, they did illustrations of wildlife. Some of them, they were journalists that write really good about um, environment, but they don't know how to use cameras. So there's a very different amount of skills that when they get together and when there's passion and when there's an opportunity, you can get golden stuff, right? That's what's cool about this place. Like, we were just talking. I was all, a lot of these kind of high-end 
aerial cameramen are actually coming from sports. <laughs> yeah, skateboarders. They're skateboarders, skateboarders and, and like snowboarders. Yeah. Like yeah. quite a lot of them. And that's super strange because here we had a wildlife film thing and you're talking and they're like, yeah, well, I used to be a pro snowboarder and a pro skateboarder. And you're like, and now you're the pilot or you're the head cameraman of the V-Speed. So yeah. that's, it's kind of interesting that this, you do somehow this world captures all genres and all all locations in the like you could seriously sit around last night and look and probably get how many countries you think oh geez at least 30. yeah yeah or more yeah or more sometimes you get someone like from a what are you doing here this is like someone that is curious or comes from a biology background and wants to kind of show you i don't know any species of worm that they discovered that had a relation with the tree. I don't know. Yeah. You've seen that like <laughs> so random. But then eventually there's people that listen to that and it's like, okay, we could do something about that, right? And that's how it starts. Yeah, I think everybody has that same they have the passion for the wild is the common denominator. And, and like you said, someone could talk be talking about a worm in a tree and everybody in that group is going to be interested in that story. And it's just it's uh it's interesting. I mean I would say Renee or Aneda is a I got it right, didn't I? Um, For the first time ever. You're a connoisseur of everything wild. You're one of the smartest guys I know. He's like a little walking guidebook, um, knows a lot of things. But you're, you're also a connoisseur of wildlife films. You know, you've watched a lot of them. You know a lot of them. You've watched them over the years. As you sat down as a, a, a jury finalist guy, like judging some of the best films that, you, that we have here now, what have you seen as far as difference? I mean, have you seen a, an evolution? Are these films different? Or what's got you excited in the difference that you've seen this, this year? I think it's not only for this year, but I think it's something, definitely there's something happening for the last, I don't know, five years, not only here in Jackson, but also in Wellscreen, and I would say all around the world, which is the, the importance of doing films, yes, about wildlife, but you can't just leave the human element out. So the human element is much more integrated today to any story. If you're doing blue chip, you're not hiding the human element either. Like if there's enough experiences firsthand by working on some really big blue chip productions also. Like you're filming something and there's, I don't know, a road or a fence. We've had that problem with fences in Torres Pine when filming, right? You're filming a story and there's a hunt happening close to a fence. What are you gonna do about it? Just integrate that, right? And you need to like, don't, don't, don't delete that because that animal is part of a place in which there is a fence. Why is that fence in there? It makes you think, right? And that's integrated. Before, you would remove that. And the stories, the stories, they, they need that human element. And there's much more need now also of telling those stories of humans. And what I mean about humans, I'm talking about scientists, I'm talking about researchers, I'm talking about park rangers, fishermen, or, you know, indigenous people um, and their cultures. So nature is very integrated with us and I think we, we, we can't just go away and do different things you know we can't separate that I don't know if you agree actually but. I, I totally agree and I think it is something that everybody's trying to do and trying to do right um, and as there's so many stories that are being emerged and I think it's also relatability right people can relate to people you know you can see yourself in that ranger or that scientist and uh, you can you know it's easy to watch someone who's passionate about something no matter what it is, right? So when you're trying to translate these important issues, uh, watching it through the lens of someone who's very passionate about that issue is, is a, a, a really impactful way of telling those stories. And there's been 
also films that have been a game changers to the industry, like The Octopus Teacher, right? The Octopus Teacher has something that is very unique, which basically brought a lot of audiences that they were not watching wildlife. Like, I know it probably happens the same to you, right? Well, we work in wildlife, so most of our friends, they kind of still see, know a little bit. But in general, so many people have watched that film, cried with it, and engaged with it in some way. So many people is not eat, eating octopus because of that. So it got reactions of people that not necessarily are from this niche. Um, and that also opened the eyes of a lot of production companies. And everyone is looking for the next octopus teacher, right? Which gives a chance for a lot of humans to tell their story with nature. So it's kind of, it's a good positive circle, right? Um, can, I, uh, can I tell an anecdote about the octopus teacher? So Pippa Eldridge, the director of the octopus teacher, she's part of the final jury as well. And you know Lisa, the director of the festival of Jackson Wild. So Lisa was in Jackson the night before we started the, the, the jury process and she was talking with someone at the supermarket, right? This is totally random. And then she mentioned about the octopus teacher and that friend from Lisa said like, are you kidding me? I'll tell you what happened because me and my family, well, this woman and her family, they were watching the octopus teacher on a screen and they have a dog and that dog stayed, what, stayed for the whole running time of the film watching the screen of the octopus teacher film you would say like yeah a lot of dogs they watch tv once the film ended that dog went to a place where all the toys were grabbed an octopus as a toy that was there somewhere brought it to the living room where the family was and it wasn't playing with it like a dog would it was carrying it all the time like taking care of it so i think we discussed this the first night right so what, what's going on there? Like why we understand the film in a different way, maybe, a film like that. Maybe there's something in there like a dog can understand the relation between an animal like that and someone like a human, right? There's something in there. It's the way that there's so much care and love, the music, I don't know, what's in the brain of that dog. Which brings me to bears, for instance, you know? Your experience with bears, you've seen a side of that animal that, how can you explain it, right? There's so many layers that we don't know. Yeah. The octopus teacher generated that in a dog, which, yeah, is a smart animal, but how do you trespass that? Yeah, no, it's, it's powerful. I mean, I think it, it shows the impact and the power of that film is that it's transcended humanity and it's, so <laughs> it's gone and the dogs are actually being touched by the film at some level. It's nuts. Yeah, yeah. I think, well, this is, what year is this? This is the number, this started in 1991, and now we're at... 2023. You've been here since the very start? Yeah. Since the first festival? High school. It's a legend. Yeah, because yeah, Tristan's father started it. Do you get, like, when you go to, like, you get a coffee, you get those punch cards? Yeah. And then you get, if you get 12, you get one free? I think I should. Yeah, you should, for <laughs> <Yeah>. sure. <laughs> you know, I, I got to say something about that, because when you guys won the Emerging Filmmaker Award, um... Tristan was there that night, so Tristan Bear's father, Wolfgang, started this. Actually, that touched Tristan and his family so much because that was what Wolfgang's vision was, was to actually have that platform for emerging people because it's like you're seasoned, right? You've got the seasoned people and you see them and they've got their blue chip things, they've got their deals, they've got their stuff. And then there's the hungry artist with the story and a thought and a dream. And... 
And to get recognized in front of all of those people, I think was, was the big vision. It wasn't just to bring your friends together so you can like chat and figure some, like what's happening in the state of the planet, but actually to give a space for the new and up and coming. Yeah. To, to uh, give a light on that, you know? Let me compound on that just personally to that, to that night when you guys won that emerging, emerging talent award. Um, I mean, Renee and I are like brothers, so, you know, that night, uh, I actually cried a little bit that night. Yeah? Yeah, I got teary-eyed, because I understand what that meant in many levels. Um, I mean, there's other times I want to kick Renee in the face, but... <laughs> Today um, we're on even ground. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the, because uh, Renee, you know, I've had some heart-to-heart -heart talks, you know, and I remember one time you said, you know, we're Chileans. We live on the edge of the world. Sometimes we're not taken seriously, right? And then when you get to meet these people, they're, there's, they're Chileans. They're some of the best filmmakers in the world. They need to be taken seriously. And, you know, they've been established at that point for a long time. They've been doing wonderful things for a long time. But to be in front of your peers, like you said, some of the best storytellers on the planet, and to be able to be celebrated for who you are, it was an amazing moment. It was. But um, the most special thing for me is actually the relations that you build with people. Yeah, there's a lot of heroes in there, right? That yeah. until today, like there's many people that I still haven't talked to. I've, every year there's someone new that you can unblocking next level kind of thing. Yeah, I feel it too. And Casey was on a, one of those levels like unblocking Casey Anderson because I was a big follower of Casey. I'm not a big fan of certain styles of presenting on screen. And actually what Casey does and Casey did is not really presenting. It's just Casey. Would you agree with me, right? Yeah. Casey is what you see on screen and what you see off screen. He is like that. And you can tell that you, you, see, you see through the screen, right? And that's such a natural way of, of showing a natural world. So I got in touch because of the Puma stuff, right? With yeah. you. And the first festival, I think we... He didn't even send some... Like, he didn't even go to the meeting. He sent um, a friend of you... Um, so like I met her, we, we had a meeting and then she was like, oh, I need to tell this to Casey. And then I met Casey at the cowboy bar. <laughs> <laughs> that was like the year 2000, I don't I know, don't 13 story. or whatever. But I met him at cowboy bar with some drinks and, and he was like, oh, let's talk about Pumas. And then we started the conversation. Then we started talking to Vanessa and Denny. So this whole process of, of meeting all of these people, right? And next festival, we started like, talking more and organizing a trip and then when you say, like, Renee's like my brother, I do feel that. And I've always felt it. Because we got to share rooms for months. Because we got to share in the shutover truck for, like, 12 hours a day. So you get to talk about life. You get to kind of realize how, how different or how similar you are. So eventually, for me, getting that award as Emerging Talent Award. And also, it's just closing a process. That film started five years before when you had an idea and you had no money, and you had like, how do I do this? So it's a five-year process that is closed. I was looking older by then. I wasn't that <laughs> emerging anymore. But the whole point is that I was there, not only in front of people that I still didn't know that I met later, but in front of my friends. Because if you got emotional about it, I was emotional too, because you really feel the love of people that was genuinely happy about it, you know? Sure. I, it makes sense what I'm saying? So it's, totally. it's yeah, this is a word and all of that, but the point is that you're sharing that happiness with people that you care for. And we found out that we ha had that nomination when we were in Patagonia filming. I think it was even not even, we didn't even have a commission at that point, nothing. 
So you've seen the whole process of it, and we've talked about it so many times. So it was, um, that was the best part for me, you know, like hanging out with all of you guys after you get the award and before, of course. Well, I think this is like kind of a wrap-up of our Jackson Wild Summit here. I think so, yeah. So getting down to the final, the nitty-gritty, tonight's the awards. There can be some dreams come true. Some people are going to be disappointed, but a lot of tears and a lot of love. We'll probably give each other a hug, maybe even get in a fist fight after that. Um, yeah. <laughs> Finally, they're going to present us like the jury, and we're joking, like they're going to throw us apples, like... Bad decision. <laughs> no, I, I, you know, I, I think when I, you know, knew that you were a finalist judge, I thought that I think that uh, there's no better person for the job, man. So I, I'm looking forward to seeing who you guys have chosen. It's going to be a big night. Yeah, and thanks for hanging out with us and everything you're doing, man. We need to do more stuff together. I really miss working with friends. Yeah, we should definitely do. I think it's all about working with friends after you go through this process. Right? We gotta bring them in together. My backyard is full of wildlife. If you wanna know where the big animals are, you have to listen to the little animals. And right now, I actually hear an alarm call. Well, not a lot though, but I just fall in tracks. <laughs> <laughs>